Hey, this is Dale Calvert. I'd like to welcome you to this session of the MOM Success Podcast. I'm just calling this Thriving in a Dysfunctional Market. If we can all really just stop and think about it for a minute, it's not just that the network marketing business model that is dysfunctional. I mean, heck, the MOM world has been dysfunctional since 1999 when I first released the Network Marketing is a Scam audio. And if this is your first time on this podcast and this freaks you out, you can get the details on what I'm talking about there. It's MOMScam, the numeral two dot com. But without a doubt, the world's changed. I mean, we hear the, the buzzword all the time, new normal. You know, it's thrown around daily as every spo- special, every special interest group in the world is trying to take advantage of the floodgates that's been thrown wide open at this time in history. You know, only a few years ago, what we see happening today will be defined by the majority of people on the planet as chaos and insanity. I mean, three, four, five years ago, what we're seeing today, anybody in the world walking on the planet would say this is chaos and insanity. But somehow today, it's like it's the new norm. It's ridiculous. Common sense isn't common sense anymore. In fact, it's uh, disintegrating daily. When people are presented with facts that make them feel uncomfortable in today's world, they quickly start using buzz terms like discrimination and they're discriminating against me or, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm in a, in a world that doesn't give me my due equality and so on and so forth. I mean, we live in a world where people have been convinced if my neighbor is doing better than I am or has a better car, their kids are, uh, are, are, have better manners than my, than my children do or whatever, name it. If there's anything going on in my life where my neighbor has it better than me, it's not my fault. I mean, the world seems to think that all business, all business is bad, not just big business. All business is bad, and government stimulus checks are fabulous. And the truth is, America has always been a place where entrepreneurs with the guts and determination to grind could thrive. That's the truth. We live in the greatest free enterprise system the world's ever known, and most people born in the United States never even attempt to take advantage of the free enterprise system. People love to use the word gaslighting when people share documented facts that are different from their personal opinions. You know, the opinions they hold about themselves are the rhetoric of their special interest cronies, whatever special interest group that is. And yes, gaslighting is real. It's a type of emotional abuse where the bully or the abuser abuser misleads the target, creating a false narrative and making them question their judgments in reality. But you know, the truth is, it's been beyond healthy throughout my life to question my judgment and my reality. It's very been very, very healthy. I think it's a healthy thing for all of us to do. And ultimately, the victim of gaslighting starts to feel, you know, unsure about their perceptions of the world, and they might even wonder if they're losing their sanity. So here's the cure, the, the real key phrase in, in that definition of gaslighting, false narrative. They start believing the false narrative. 
The challenge is most people can't separate the difference between documented facts and false narratives. Facts are facts. Only fools argue with facts. And when people assume that every time they are presented with facts that make them stop, engage their brain, and think, then somebody's gaslighting me, they're just gaslighting me, then our society is in real trouble. How will personal growth ever occur if we don't have the ability and are not encouraged to internalize facts and reevaluate our own beliefs? I mean, think about that. How, how will personal growth ever occur if we don't have the ability and if we're not encouraged to internalize facts and reevaluate our beliefs? As team builders and leaders, I've always believed it's our responsibility to try to help others not make the mistakes we made and care enough about other people to tell them what they need to hear, not necessarily what they always want to hear. A wise person learns from their own mistakes, but a really wise person learns from the mistakes of others. How can we learn from the mistakes of others if, it, if every time we hear someone share facts that are contrary to our beliefs, we are taught to not think for ourselves and create an automated response and yell gaslighting like Pavlov's dogs. Like it or not, there are foundational wisdom of the ages truths. There's truths. There's not, there is black and white in this world. You know, people don't want any absolutes. They don't want any truths. But ladies and gentlemen, two plus two, it's four. Two plus two is four. Now you can spin the truth however you want to spin it. And you can try to argue that facts are not facts. But those that doubt facts in front of their face, they're just too lazy to think for themselves. And they end up giving control to others to dictate what the response should be based upon whatever political group they identify with. If you take a minute and look at the job or business market where where you work right now, your business, your job, how much has it changed over the last couple of years? Because for most of you would say, you know, things are changing radically and quickly. And most people who listen to this podcast are probably part-time network markers, but many are full-time. And I think most full-time network markers understand, hey, it's not 1995 anymore. Things are changed. But the amount of disinformation we've allowed self-proclaimed gurus to spread throughout this profession has put this profession in a state of fear and illusion that it's never going to recover from. This tell-people-whatever-they-want-to-hear philosophy to recruit them has become common business practice, and at this point, it's horrifying, dishonest, and wrong. And I've said it a hundred times. Your long-term income in network marketing is direct proportion to the number of leaders that are developed, and that's a key word, developed, on your team. Yet 99% of the organizations have no real-world leadership development systems in place. They just don't. But, again, I'm not going to beat that dead horse. I've spent hundreds of hours talking about it over the years on this podcast. And if you're a regular listener to this, you know that Donna, my wife, and I, we live in a very tight, closed world, and that's all by design. And one of the many reasons we do that 
as I said on this podcast back in 1999 or so, that the most important entrepreneurial trait moving forward from that point on in history was the ability to focus. Focus, period. The ability to focus. Because we live in such a digitally distracting world. So being able to focus, especially on income-producing activities and that those activities that will actually move your life and your business forward, is just critical. And most people do not have the ability to do that. They have the will, they have the ability to procrastinate and spend a lot of time every day on activities that are just not moving their business forward. You know, they get caught up in watching these cat videos or whatever else it may be, and they're just not doing the activities. They're staying real busy, but they're not accomplishing anything. You know, they're staying real busy just because a Pavlov's dog, the little bell goes off on their phone and and it interrupts everything that they're doing. 2022. For Don and I, it's going to be a year of liquidating for us and transferring of assets. Uh, we're going to speed that up. Uh, but we have plans to sell virtually all of our online properties and websites and most of our intellectual intellectual property over the next few years. Uh, guys, if you want to own a business or website that we own, let us know. It's probably for sale. Really, it's probably for sale. As a matter of fact, one of our best ever lead capture pages with free book, uh, top MLM training articles, it's provided thousands of leads for us. It's it's for sale right now on Flippa, and uh, if I think about, it, I'll leave a descri- uh, link in the description. Uh, but this pivot for me personally came probably in November when it really totally it was it was a it was a process, but the 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 nail went in the coffin in December and it's made, uh, uh, quite a difference. Uh, my, my thoughts and my focus has really changed a bunch. Not a lot. My foundational principles will always be the foundational principles, but I'm looking at things a lot different. But my point is, you know, we live in a very dysfunctional world. So every day, so many things happen that make it that makes absolutely no sense. It makes, it just makes our head spin. And the last couple of years have been indescribably bizarre. Every special interest group has taken over the United States. The floodgates have been swung wide open for those, for those people. It's just, you know, here it is, guys. And those of us that appreciate the traditional values this country is founded on, and believe that the decisions and laws made should be based on what is best for all citizens, realize that at this point the dysfunction is just simply out of control. And the examples are endless. I mean, the Washington Redskins are no longer the Washington Redskins, even though poll after poll showed that 9 out of 10 Americans were not offended by the name. And Native Americans weren't either. In fact, many Native Americans considered it a sense of pride that a that a football team was named after them. Yet some squeaky wheel special interest group demanded that it must be changed. And so it gets changed. And you see this pattern repeated over and over today, every single day. It's mind-blowing. You know, students are now demanding that George Washington University has to change its name. We've witnessed 
public property and statues around the United States that represented anything represented anything to do with our history, anything to do with our history, being destroyed by quote unquote peaceful protesters. That's what they called them. Peaceful protesters. Uh you know, the first move our intelligent new president makes is to remove our energy independence in the United States by putting so much regulations uh, on the oil industry that it just totally shut down the Keystone Pipeline and at the same time approving a pipeline for Russia. I mean, come on. Uh, inflation is a 40-year high right now with no end in sight. Uh, Russia, Russia invades Ukraine, a new Cold War, Cold War is started because Russia has no fear of any kind of significant retaliation or threat from the United States. I mean, they see that they see the U.S. as it is weak leadership. College sports are being totally disrupted, totally disrupted. As young teenage football players, you know, like this this young man in Texas was given a Lamborghini in payment. Uh, by the local de- dealership there for the use of his name, image, and likeness. And again, I could argue either side of this, but I can tell you it's an absolute can of worms with this name, image, and likeness and what's going on in college sports. And it's on its way to getting out of control real quick. I mean, I don't know anybody that would think it's a good idea to give teenagers hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars and cars that can kill them uh, without any type of counseling or guidance or mentorship. You know, the federal courts have ruled that it's unconstitutional for schools that our kids and grandkids go to, and it's unconstitutional for schools to ban boys from using the girls' restroom and vice versa. (sighs) Today, at the time of this recording, I just unfortunately heard that 26 states reported they have no baby formula on their shelves for American babies. And there are warehouses on the border with stockpiles of baby formula to make sure that the babies of illegal aliens are fed. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on and on, but I'm not going to. Those of you with entrepreneurial spirits, how do we focus, progress forward, and thrive in such a dysfunctional world? And I'm going to share with you six key ideas and wisdom of the ages philosophies to focus on in this session that I hope you will internalize them. And I believe that if you will internalize them, they will support you and help you on your entrepreneurial journey. Welcome to the MLMSuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth, leadership development, and wisdom of the ages success principles. We share with you real success stories from real people that we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, network marketing virtual mentor, 
and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small-town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert. Hey, this is Dale Calvert. Thank you for being here. Uh, At the end of this, I'm going to introduce a blowout liquidation sale for podcast listeners, and I'll tell you more about it at the end of the session. Uh, I'll, I'll try to remember to do that. But anyway, let's cover the six concepts and philosophies that I believe all entrepreneurs must stay focused on during these crazy times. Uh, I know if you can make these six ideas part of who you are and not just some list you heard on a podcast, they can make a huge positive impact on the rest of your entrepreneurial journey. I know that. Did you hear what I just said? Make them part of who you are not just a list that you heard on a podcast. If you will do that, I know they will serve you well. Number one, you have to get real clear about what you really want. What do you really want? You know, for all my career, I mean, I've been teaching the concept called top 20, top three reasons, you know, figuring out what you want, why are you doing the business until you know why, the how doesn't matter. Uh, you know, I've talked about this till I'm blue in the face. It's just, It's just a principle that is... It's undeniable what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. And really, for me, it, it comes down to what makes you happy. I mean, what, what do you really want? And it's not, you know, what I want and what you want can be three different things, five different things. It doesn't matter. I mean, we're all different. We all have different circumstances. You know, so all of us are looking for different things in our life. But what makes you happy? I mean, we have one of our team members. He's out in California, Alan and at one point, he said, you know, I thought I'm just going to sit up on the beach every every day and draw characters for a living, be a character drawer. And if you know Alan, he's kind of a jokester anyway, so I don't know if he was being serious or not. He probably has the talent to do that and has probably done that, but he may have just been pulling my leg whenever he said that. But, hey, my whole thing is, if that dude, if that makes you happy, then that's what you should do. But what do you want from your business? And I believe if you're an entrepreneur, then I personally, my personal belief, your goal should be become a millionaire. That should be your first goal, become a millionaire. And if, you, if you're involved in a business that doesn't have that type of upside potential, really, it's not realistic, then maybe you should reconsider what you're doing. Because I really believe the first goal should be become a millionaire. And, and you're probably not going to do that selling on Etsy. And there's nothing wrong with selling on Etsy if that makes you happy. But there's a lot of entrepreneurial spirited people that are just involved with the wrong businesses at the wrong time that has limited upside potential. So I believe, you know, you should strive to become a millionaire. But what do you want your your life and your business to look like in the next five years? And the most important question is what are you doing daily to work towards that vision? What are you doing daily? You know, Harvard did a study, Harvard Business School did a study a few years ago about, and this study found that 3% of the graduates from their MBA program who had their goals written down ended up earning 10 times as much as the other 97% put together. The 3% that had written goals earned more than the 97% that didn't. All 97% put together, the 10 that had written goals, earn 10 times as much money 
uh, just 10 years after graduation. I mean, you all have heard these stories. So how can you be an entrepreneur and not have specific written goals? How's that possible? kind of blows my mind. I'm going to put the link to the article in Forbes uh, in this podcast notes because, guys, there's no excuse. There's just no excuse. You know, let yourself get out of your own way. Let yourself put into action the principles, concepts, ideas, systems that have created success, wisdom of age, the ages, principles, and get out of your own way and let yourself become successful. Number two, as human beings, this is real important that we, we understand, especially in today's world. I have to remind myself of this daily. As human beings, we see things not as they are, but as we are. I talk about this in great detail in my program in your mind for success course. Uh, this is the foundation of that course, really, because you have to come to grips with this first. You have to understand that basically all of us are who we are based upon the input that we received from birth till 12 years old. And the only way we're going to change that, you know, that, that input has determined our future. Because by the time we're 12, we have a opinion, a belief about, you know, what we can do, what we can't do, what's possible for us, what's not possible for us, why we're limited, why we shouldn't think too big, why we should be happy with this and that and other things, and so on and so forth. That's all programmed programmed into us by the time we're 12 years old. And then what we do is we reinforce that through our self-talk over and over and over and over. And, you know, some of you that heard Jesse Echo, he was talking about in his family, if you're making $40,000 a year, you're rich. And that's the mindset that he grew up with. Some of you have heard him. We featured that whole in the last three podcasts we've done. And and the, the stories are endless. It's just it's just the way it is. And you can accept it or not accept it or call, you know, yell gaslighting or whatever you want to do. But truth is truth. Wisdom of the ages is wisdom of the ages. And we must act in, we, we must act in accordance to our programming. And we see things not as they are, but as we are as human beings. And you, at some point, you have to make a conscious decision to reprogram your mind and see things differently. And I mean literally reprogram your mind. I mean literally brainwash yourself with wisdom of the ages principles from, you know, uh, the book of Proverbs and the Bible and Think and Grow Rich and the magic of thinking big and psycho-cybernetics and the list goes on and on and on. We have to decide to do that. And if we don't, then we will live the life that was designed for us between birth and 12 years old. And again, I'm not going to get into all the training but it has to be a conscious decision. And when we're confronted with wisdom of age's truth, we can either start yelling, making excuses, and say, you're gaslighting me because you're making me think. Uh, or we can make the conscious decision to reprogram our minds for success and implement proven wisdom of the age's principles in our life. As we think in our hearts, so we are. What the mind can conceive and believe, we can't achieve. And my main point is, when you understand that, that others see things not as they are, but as they are, it makes you a little bit more tolerant of these people. You know, because some people just didn't have a chance. There's a lot of miserable 
miserable human beings on the planet, but you don't know how they were raised. You don't know what was reinforced, the negativity that was reinforced throughout their life. And yes, I believe that every, that at some point everybody has a chance to say, you know what? I'm at a crossroads in my life. I'm going to take the other road. I believe everybody has that chance at some point in their life. And some people just didn't made the wrong decision. They just made the wrong decision. So, yeah, they're too old. They should know better at their age, but they don't. So to thrive in a dysfunctional market, you must focus on one person's mindset, and that is the person staring you back in the mirror. Concept number three, got to get real with this. Repetition is the mother of learning. Repetition. You know, I'm blown away how many times over the last six months or so when I'm talking to friends, family members, people that I communicate with, and, you know, we get into this cryptocurrency world a little bit and how it is the future without question is the future of finance. Uh, and they say something like, well, you, you know, I don't really know anything about cryptocurrency. I know it's good. I know a lot of people made a lot of money. I know there's a lot of scams, but I really don't know anything a lot. I don't really know much about it. And it's like I'm thinking to myself, you know what? You probably didn't know a lot about riding a bicycle either, did you? But you learned how to do it. And again, if it, it, you know, if you think, okay, the economic system in this country and inflation and everything is cool and you can handle it and then keep on going for it. But if you want to, I say, hey, maybe there is a better way. You know, there are, I'm, I'm hearing people that have become millionaires in this crypto market, cryptocurrency thing. Maybe I should check it out a little bit. You know what? Maybe you should. I mean, since I can remember, I've always believed and proven to myself over and over that practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. And, and I believe anybody can learn anything that they want if they decide to. And how do you do that? It's real simple. You just find the right mentor. You just find the right mentor, and you you practice, perfectly practice what they share. It's pretty simple. It's not difficult. Now, how do you take what the mentor shares with you and make it part of who you are as a human being? Well, guys, if you're a member of our MLMTrainingClub.com, which I know many of you that listen to this podcast are, if you're not, you should be on trainingclub.com. But anyway, uh, you know that in the first CD, the first CD is 100% devoted to this concept. It's all we talk about. I mean, I've been, I mean, as long as I've been teaching and training, this is the first thing I have to make sure people understand because I can't teach somebody that doesn't understand, really understand intellectually how do we learn as human beings. And again, that program's been around for years and it's been reworked over the years, but number CD1 is always CD1. You know, concept one is always concept one. And when I started, you know, that program, it's like I helped over 200 people create six figure incomes. I'd made $10 million my last five years in network marketing. I believed I could teach anybody how to build a duplicating network marketing organization. Uh, when we started that, but I also understood they have to learn how to learn. Now, obviously, today the market's changed a little bit, and I talk about that in great detail in a video over at YouTube called, uh, I think it's called the Five Stars or the Number One Network Marketing Opportunity for 2022, I think is what the name of it is. 
And, you know, you have to have the five stars lined up because if the five stars aren't lined up, you don't have a flying flip of a chance to make it in network marketing today. But, again, my point, number one CD has always been about helping people really map their mind around learning business ideas, not through osmosis. That's not a good idea. It's not a good idea, but learn intentionally on purpose. And to be a great teacher, you first must be a great student. And to become a great leader, you first must be a great follower. And I believe the greatest leaders in network marketing are people that are leaders and teachers. And how do you get that way? By Again, becoming a great learner, student, great student, and a great follower. And we have to understand as human beings, we learn two ways. There's only two ways we learn and internalize information as human beings. What are they? What are they? What are the two ways we learn as human beings? And I know everybody that's a member of the MLM training program are part of our team. They can tell me. And if you can't, how are you going to get better? How are you going to grow? How are you going to learn if you don't really know how you learn? Intellectually, if you don't know how you learn. Here's how we learn. Repetition and emotion. Very few things that you ever hear on any podcast, my podcast especially, are going to hit you emotionally that you'll remember, that you internalize. So repetition is the mother of learning. How many times have you been driving down a highway and you hear a song you haven't heard in 20 years? You remember every word of the song. You, your mind flashes back to a time and place when that song was playing. You guys know what I'm talking about. Some of you are old enough to remember, where's the, where's the, the commercial? Where's the, where's the beef? The Wendy's commercial or the low cost anti-inflation department store. Uh, you probably don't remember that. That was the regional. That was Hills department stores. The, the, the store for falling prices. What is that? Walmart. Uh, if I say two all beef patty special sauce, blah, blah, blah on a sesame seed bun. What am I talking about? You all know it's the Big Mac. Why? Because you've heard it a thousand times. You've probably eaten that many. Okay, so there's there's things that get programmed programmed in our mind through repetition that will not move our lives forward, have no value in our life, but we learn through repetition and emotion as human beings. And you got to get real, real with that, real, real with that. So when when you're presented with a f- fabulous idea that makes a lot of sense, you know, to say, well, I don't I don't know nothing about that. That's not a good response. It's like Dude, you can learn about it. Do that. You can learn about this. Okay, you can learn it. If other average people learned it, you can learn it. Repetition is the mother of learning. Find the right mentor, and perfect practice makes perfect. This is not difficult. It's not. There ain't no foo-foo dust. It's just wisdom of the ages. Number four, real entrepreneurs pivot. Unfortunately, network markers don't, but real entrepreneurs do. See, real entrepreneurs understand that time is the most valuable asset that they have. I mean, pretty much every bit of every day of my life is segmented into specific times for specific projects every day. And so when I decided, hey, I'm going to learn this crypto market, you know, back in November last year, it's like I, I've devoted an enormous amount of time to trying to figure this out. It's been like trying to learn Chinese, man. I can't find a mentor, and I've looked. 
and there's some really good information from a lot of good people, but but I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm slower than the average bear, but I'm just trying to figure this out. But I have immersed myself 1,000% into this market. And I can tell you today, my understanding, my knowledge, uh, compared to what it was six months ago, it's night and day. And if, it, if over the next six months, if I can learn as much as I've learned in the last six months, then I'm, I'm going to be about where I need to, to, to be to, to, to get some kind of foundation built. But again... You know, I started this whole thing back in November, and many experts are now saying that November, when I started, was the start of the bear market, which means everything was starting to fall down. Last week, we had the, the one of the biggest crashes in cryptocurrency history since the beginning. You know, I've seen my $25,000 portfolio drastically go down, and I was doing everything I could the last six months to get all the funds that I had, uh, that I had set aside for this market to get them in the market, you know, hopefully making me money. And, and I, I was, I was trying to figure out where to put what and I put a lot of money in and I'm, I'm not going to do more than 25,000. That's it. And I'm going to take my profits and I'm going to reinvest. And my goal this year is to turn 25000 to to 100000 I believe it can be done. And that was been my focus and my goal. And that's what we've been working on. And we finally get all the money that we had into the market in different, you know, gadgets and gizmos are producing gadgets. Passive inflow and specific coins and metaverse coins and other uh, nodes and other protocols and so on and so forth. It's all invested. And as soon as it's all invested, the market crashes and we lose 60% of our portfolio. So what do I do now? Do I sell everything real quick? I mean, what do I do now? And, and it's amazing because there's a lot of people that have lost a whole lot more than I have. And, and, and it's been fascinating to sit back and watch people and, and their their approach and their feelings and their emotions around all this as the crypto market has crashed, and they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. It's like it's over. It's gone. And it's like, no, look at the history. You can learn. A wise person learns from the history. You can look at history to predict the future. It goes through four-year cycles. It has Bitcoin has since the beginning. It's gone through four-year cycles. We're in the middle of a four-year cycle. So how long is this crash? How long is this bear market going to last? People say probably about two years. It's going to trade down or sideways for about two years. So, you know, that's about a year and a half more. So my mind is I got a year and a half to get as much money into this market as I possibly can before the bear market hits. That's the way I'm looking at it. And then I understand there's other people that are just, you know, they're cashing out as quick as they possibly can. Just cashing out as quickly as they possibly can. I knew it was too good to be true, blah, blah, blah. And I've heard so many people, and it's on one side of the fence or the other. And the people that understand and have been through it before are all saying the same thing. Millionaires are made during the bear market when everything is down, when you can get some bargains. So I'm trying to dollar cost average as many of the individual coins as I possibly can, but I can only do that based upon my own personal parameters and goals, which I know is the best for me because I'm a gambler and I knew I had to set limits on myself and I'm I'm not allowed to pull funds in from any other source except 
if I sell assets. So that's what that's what we're that's what we're in the process of doing. We got one website now. It's, you know, we got it on the market fifty thousand dollars, and it's a web store, Shopify store. Uh, I think we'll get it, and if we get the fifty thousand for it or whatever we end up selling it for, I'll put every penny back into the crypto market for sure. So again, it's just it's the world in which we live. I made the pivot, but I didn't make the pivot lightly. It wasn't flip it. I'd done a lot of time, energy, effort, research into the crypto market. I understand, in my mind, there's no way it's not the future of finance around the world. Uh, It just is. So, you know, it's down now. Okay, cool. I got a year and a half to to buy up as much as I can and improve my positions in as many coins as I can through dollar cost averaging, and I'm cool with that. So I'm cool with that. Uh, number five, when you find the right community, and I've never really said this, I was going to do a whole podcast about it, but I'm not going to now, but I'll just say this and give you something to think about. When you find the right community, appreciate it, support it, participate in it and stay with it. Appreciate it, support it, participate in it. That means comment in the Facebook groups or Twitter or YouTube or wherever. Support the group. Support the people in the group. Support each other. Uh, support the group. Um, participate, okay? Not just creep on. Participate in it and stay with it if you find the right one. And if you don't find the right one, then disassociate with the group as quickly as possibly. But as qu- quickly as possible. But if you're going to be in it, be in it. Uh, years ago, I had a plaque, big poster on my in my office that said, "We keep that which we you keep that which we give away." It's from, a quote from Doctor Forrest Shackley, and I believe that. So support others, and they'll support you, and so on and so forth. And it's just real important because a lot of people, you know, I, and I think about CMG Book Club, which is our book club. It's really not mine; it's Shelley Giddings. I'm just trying to help and support that, but. I mean, this is a fabulous group of people to get together. I think right now, at the time of this recording, they're going through John Maxwell's 21 Irrevocable Laws of Leadership. They've gone through some fabulous books. They discuss it every week. And Shelly is fabulous at what she does, and she facilitates that book club. And it's like if you can hang out with those kind of people that are reading the right kind of books instead of hanging out watching reruns of Laverne and Shirley or whatever – you know, that's the type of people that you want to hang out with, probably, if you're a serious entrepreneur. But anyway, you know, the community is real important. And I'm talking about this 100% from a, uh intellectual point of view because psychologically, emotionally, I mean, emotionally, I don't get it because I've, I've always been a lone wolf and probably, well, I always will be. But I've seen the value in it. And it's so I'm sold on the concept. And if, and if, and I, I just think that I've missed the boat here. And if I knew what I knew now, if I knew it back then, I would have made some changes. Okay. I, I never, I still would. It's not, I'm not, I'm not going to change internally what's going on, but I see the value in hanging out with the right people, the right organization, being, you know, in with, with people that you can, that are serious and that are authentic. I really do. I got this email 
yesterday, and I thought I would just share it with you real quick because it kind of drives this point home a little bit. Uh, she said, hey, Dale, I've never, we've never met or anything. My name is Victoria Green Collins from Iowa. When you released your two podcasts back in the day, I was an avid weekly listener to both of your No Fluff podcasts and your MOM Success podcast. That wasn't back in the day, was it? I mean, to me, it was just like a few years ago, <laughs> like less than five, but I guess it's been longer than that. Anyway, she says, I joined your MOM training club, and I've, I've listened to your, those CDs, CDs over and over for years just for the wisdom and the motivation. To make a long story short, I became disenchanted with the network marketing profession and mostly the ridiculous social media tactics my upline was trying to force all the newbies to do. I eventually decided I needed to find another business vehicle to help me break away from my full-time job and become a full-time entrepreneur. I have various levels of success with many different platforms. I've done reselling on Macari, Etsy, and eBay. Uh, I thought I wanted to blog for a while until I realized I didn't enjoy writing. And the list of businesses I've dipped my toes in over the past few years has been quite extensive. It seemed throughout my entire time I would find myself in situations that I knew had limited potential. And your quotes and phrases that I had internalized, as you would say, have seemed to always help me navigate through and continue to move forward. Last week, I decided to look up your podcast again, and I've been binging on your sessions that have been recorded over the past year. I can't believe I'm saying this because back in 2014, I lost almost $6,000 on a crypto sham. But the more I hear you talk and the more crypto, the more the crypto market makes sense to me. So I just wanted you to know I'm checking out iHub Global and I am back. And this time I plan on staying with you and your insights. I just wanted to send you this message to say keep doing what you're doing. Uh, there's many people out here that appreciate it, Victoria. So I, I appreciate that. And, and it's just amazing to me how many times over the years people have sent me emails saying, Dale, I was with you here. I, I listened to you there. I saw you speak here. And I wish I'd stayed plugged into your world, but I didn't. And I fell for some, you know, somebody that was telling them what they wanted to hear so they could sell them what they want to sell them. They fell for the foo-foo dust. And I've said many times that, you know, our CMG community, Calvert Marketing Group, is made up of some of the best people in the world. It really is. Um, people that just have common sense, <laughs> they're common sense people because we run off people that don't have common sense. We just do. Not intentionally, but they just don't like hanging out with us very long. Uh, so people with common sense, honest people believe, uh, as you think, so you are, and they understand that you can't have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. And they're just good people. They're just good people. So once you find the right group, support it, participate, uh, and encourage each other. This is the last concept I want to share with you. This is number six. I was going to do a whole podcast about this, but I decided not to. But it's look for inspiration daily. Look for inspiration daily. Uh, since COVID, my emotions are totally out of whack. Uh, it's hard to explain. It's just they're out of whack. You know, the, the negativity is more intense, but so also, thankfully, so is the positivity. positivity. 
the positively is much more intense. So it's been, it's overall, it's just different, but it's out of whack. And I've always been a very emotional person. Uh, but making the decision this year to stop watching the news was probably the best decision I've made. And I understand, and many people have taught over the years, how it takes effort to be positive. It takes effort. It takes understanding your self-talk, understanding it, controlling it. We've taught the cancel-cancel technique in our Programming Your Mind for Success program. I've probably talked about it here on this podcast. I believe in that technique, cancel-cancel. So to get the positive stuff in and negativity is constant and it's more constant today than it's ever been. And it's just how you basically get up every day and choose to view the world. And I find myself trying to find and looking for and really feeling positive input everywhere I can find it every single day. And it's a conscious decision. And, you know, now it's kind of habitual, which it's a good habit to really, when you hear something positive, to really take it in and to feel it. And it kind of reminds me of, you know, how we choose to see the world. Zig used to tell a story about the two salesmen that went to a foreign country and one was uh, placed in one part of the country and one was placed on the opposite end of the country. And, you know, they got there and one of the salesmen calls back and says, get me home as soon as possible. There's absolutely no market here. Nobody wears shoes. And then right after that, the next guy calls and he says, send me as many shoes as you possibly can, as you quick as you can. I'm getting ready to get wealthy because nobody here wears shoes. And it's how we choose to see it. The same facts. It's just how we choose to see it. So, you know, from a crypto standpoint, yes, my portfolio is down six sixty percent but as i've probably already said you know there's it's been said many 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 times but people have been around this niche and market that i respect and that know it a lot better than i do so it's hey it's a four-year cycle it's going to happen the bear market started in november in most people's opinion now's the time to to really focus in really get as much education in as you can uh, learn as much as you can so you can take advantage of the next bull market that comes because what you do in the bear market really is how millionaires are created in the bear market. So as many of you know, I mean, my goal is to add $10 million to my net worth over the next five years. So what am I doing? I'm liquidating as many businesses and websites as I can, and I'm going to put as much in this market as I possibly can, and I have a very positive outlook. I mean, I'm sincerely as excited about cryptocurrency today, even though we just went through one of the worst weeks in the history of cryptocurrency, but I'm as excited as I've ever been. So just a couple of quick examples as far as how you can look for the right uh, positive experience. I hope you got to see the Kentucky Derby. If you didn't, you need to see the race. I mean, the jockey ran a beautiful race. I'm going to put the link to his race. Uh, there's a fabulous YouTube that kind of eyeballs him throughout the whole race, and you can see the moves the jockey made. It's fabulous. I'll, I'll uh, put the link in the description. But it's just a phenomenal story. I mean, You've got an owner that had given up on horse racing. He put a lot of money into it. He'd been told a lot of things that weren't true by a lot of the wrong trainers. Kind of reminded me of 
my old business par- partner was telling me, you know, they saw him coming. He was, they just saw him coming and he's getting into the horse business. And I'll tell you what, the last business you want to get into, if you don't know what you're talking about, is the horse business because they see these egomaniacs and end up with a lot of money and they want to get in the horse business. And, and my, the guy I used to work with, he's telling me, well, I'm not going to be able to go on the vacation this year with you guys. Cause I'm going to, it's in May and I'm going to have a horse in the Derby. And it's like, no, you're not. You, you're not going to have a horse in the Derby. They took him. They took him. And you don't want to get in the horse business if you don't know what's going on. But anyway, the owner seemed like a really good logical guy made a lot of money in the oil and gas business had been bumming around in the horse business for a few years and was ready to give up and then a mutual friend introduced him to this trainer who's actually in Versailles, kentucky and he said hey this guy's honest he'll shoot you straight uh he's not going to tell you what you want to hear uh and they hooked up and they liked each other and thing they started a relationship and the owner decided i'm going to give this guy one more chance and they got this horse, the Derby winner, on a $30,000 claim race, which means anybody could have got the horse for $30,000. But they, <laughs> they've got they, not a multi-million dollar sale at the horse sales. They got him on the claim race. They, unbelievable story. But anyway, but they liked each other. And, you know, the trainer's a really good guy. He's in the next county over from Georgetown, Versailles, Kentucky. Uh, my brother actually does his deer. He's a taxidermist. My brother is. He's got one of his deer right now at his shop. Uh, so, you know, my brother's telling me about this guy. And then the trainer, he finds this rider that he's worked with for a while, this young jockey, and he's in Youngstown, Ohio, okay, at the track there, okay? So it's like Podunk. It's it's Youngstown is a great town, but it's – you know, it's not known for horse racing. It's not Keeneland and it's not Churchill Downs or any big track. And he his home track is young, in Youngstown, Ohio, and he's done extremely well. And the trainer says, this guy can really ride. He's just never, you know, he's never been at a big track. So you got the owner who believes in the trainer and the trainer who believes in the rider. And they, you know, they, they claim this $30,000 horse. And the rider says, the, the jockey said the first time he took him out, he said, that this is a potential derby winner. He said, this horse has got a lot of spunk and spirit. And I'm not going to rehash the whole story. You can go in. I watched a lot of it after the, after the derby, just trying to get, you know, learn more about what was going on. Cause I liked the, the vibe that all three of these people were putting out. But, uh, you know, so they all came together and the week of the derby this is this is very telling uh they did not make the derby okay they didn't have enough points they weren't in the top 20 eligible horses they didn't have enough points so they were on like lack of a better term a waiting list and they had to get to number 20 so they had to have three horses that fell out of the derby or scratched before they could even get in it and the, the trainer believed, hey, something's going to happen. We're going to get in. And he moved his whole facility from Purcells, Kentucky, to Churchill Downs. And so we're going to set up. We're going to exercise the horse every day. We're going to act like we're a derby horse. 
even if we're not yet. But we're going to assume that something's going to happen. Things will break our way, and we're going to get in the derby. We're not going to hang out here in Versailles and keep our fingers crossed. We're going to go. We're going to pay everything, get our get our stalls and our barn set up, and we're going to work the horse out on the track just like he's going to be in the derby. And my brother was telling me uh, that, you know, on Monday, so everybody had that was going to be in the Derby. Everything had to be finalized by noon on Friday. And he said on Monday, he said, somebody scratch. We only have to have two more people scratch and we'll be in. He's putting this on Facebook. My brother and him are Facebook friends, the trainer. And then about midweek, he said, somebody else scratch. We only need one more and we'll be in the Derby. And then the day Friday by noon, they had to know. And unfortunately, Friday at noon, the trainer got a call and said, sorry, uh, nobody else is scratched. Uh, you aren't going to make it, but we hope you make it and maybe bring another horse back in the future. And he said he was really dejected, but, you know, he called a meeting with his all his workers, said, guys, we're going to load up everything. We're heading back to Versailles load up everything, let's go back. We didn't make it, maybe some other time, but it was a fun week. And that was kind of his attitude. And he said that they were starting that process, and then somebody else called him and said, hey, wait a minute, are you? don't pack up. He said, you're going to get in. He said, no, they've already called me and told me that I'm not getting in. They said, no, they had a last-minute scratch. The guy barely scratched at the very last minute. You're getting in. He said, you know, I'm not. They've already called me. And he said, he was having this conversation, and then they called him back. They called in on the call, and they said, hey, you're going to make it. You're going to get in. Somebody had scratched. So they, it was a miracle that they even got in the derby, a miracle. And they were in the worst gate position that they could be in. But, man, what a story. You talk about inspiration. You talk about inspiration. What a story. I'm going to put that video uh, of the actual race because if you haven't seen it and even if you did see it if you haven't seen it isolated on that rider the jockey and and the the race that he ran uh, on rich stake rich strike excuse me rich strike was the name of the horse you should check it out and the thing you know that's so telling for me about them really is you know they win the derby so and they're not even going to run in the next race for the, of the Triple Crown because they don't think it's in the horse's best interest. They haven't gotten into detail about it, but there's something going on, and they're not going to be in the in the the I guess it's the Preakness. They are going to run in the Belmont, but it just tells you a lot about the character of 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 the owner and the trainer and and the rider. So you can find inspiration if you're looking for it. And before I let you go, I just got to talk about American Idol. I was never an American Idol fan, didn't know anything about it. When Donna and I got married, it's like that. She just loved the show uh, since Kelly Underwood was on there. And uh, so we've been watching it. She'll record it, and then we have, you know, we're both just so brain dead we can't do anything else. We'll watch it, you know, whenever we can. And this year has been unbelievable. I mean, the, the participants, the talent level has been beyond anything I've seen since I've been watching it. And I, I you know, I, I'm not a good judge of talent. Uh, I'm, I'm average. I mean, I don't, it's like last night, Don, did you hear that course note change? It's like, are you kidding me? 
what the heck's a course note change? But she was a, uh, what they called in school when they had chorus. She was a high school chorus nerd. Uh, <laughs> uh, she was. So she, she understands it at a different level than I do, but she loves the show. And, uh, but American Idol this year, the finals is this coming Sunday. So you let you, this podcast will drop on, to, drop on Tuesday. Set your calendar, record it. If you can't watch it live, I'm going to watch it live. We usually don't watch it live, but I'm going to see it live this week. It's Sunday night. It will be on and you want to be inspired. You will be inspired by watching these three final contestants. And what they do is they'll go back to their hometown. And they'll do like a parade and maybe they'll do some kind of performance in their hometown, but it'll, and then they'll come back to California for the actual live, uh, finals. But there's three very unique people that are, that are left and it just will be inspiring. I'll just tell you real quick. Leah's, she's from normal Illinois. She's one of the most unnormal, uh, people that i have ever seen on american idol i mean honestly she's got a scary off tilt and i think there's some mental health issues going on maybe some manic depressive i don't know i'm not a psychologist but if you watch her when she came in for her initial audition she had on some kind of sock cap and pajama pants and i mean she looked like a clown really uh she looked like a clown uh, but man, she can sing like an angel. She's unbelievably talented singer and she's got an m- unbelievable amount of motion, emotion pent up in her. I don't know where it all comes from and I hope she does well and I know she will. She'll kill it, whatever she does, but she's not totally right. But still, it's like the most not normal person I've ever seen. Uh, from normal Illinois. And then you've got a hunter girl. She's from some little town in Tennessee. Unbelievable story. They got all these videos when she was young, watching American Idol and singing and wanting to be on American Idol. And it's always her dream. And she does music therapy for veterans. That's her full-time job. It was, she'll be on the radio soon, whether she wins or not. Uh, very talented from Tennessee authentic authentic person uh so it'll be cool to watch her go back to her hometown and then the last guys who i'm who i am pulling for only because i'm biased his name's noah he was raised by his grandmother he has a son a young son he did not have the confidence to even try out for american idol it's like i can never do that that was his thought process and one of his buddies that he works with had him sing. He said, I want you to sing a song. And he recorded it on his phone. He said, what are you going to do with that recording? He said, I'm sending it to American Idol. I'm going to get you an audition on American Idol. He said, don't do that. He t- tried to talk him out of it. He said, I'm not American Idol material. I'm not, I, don't do that. He got a tryout in Nashville. His buddy and him both came to Nashville. And to see the growth in this kid has been off the charts, off the charts. I've never growth, just personal growth, confidence. You know, he, he wasn't one of these, Oh, I'm going to be a superstar. I can't sing it. I couldn't carry a note in, in a bucket 
like many of the people that try to try out for American Idol. Very humble, raised by his grandmom. He's from <laughs> he's from Louisa, Kentucky. The mountains of Kentucky. So I was raised in a holler by my grandma. But he's, you know, from my home state. So I'm biased for sure. I mean, Hunter Girl, Leah, they can all sing. And it will be a great inspirational night for you. I would recommend that you take a look. Uh, before I let you go, I did one other thought. It was so cool last week. They had Kelly, Kelly what's her name? Kelly Underwood, she's got 24 number one hits, and she was their mentor last week. Brought in and just listened to them and gave her gave them some uh, some uh, pointers and mentorship before the last show. And they were talking, and Kelly Underwood said, "You know, every night before I go on stage, she says I have to get myself pumped up." I have to tell myself, I'm going to have, you're going to have a great show. This is going to be a phenomenal show. You're going, to, you're going to love the audience. The audience is going to love you. You're going to hit every note. And she says, I give myself a, a pump, pump up, self, pump up talk. I get, I get myself all pumped up before I ever go out on stage. She said, every night. She's got 24 number one, <laughs> number one hits. And she does that. And, and, and I tell you, I'm listening to Kelly Underwood and it's like, I, I feel like I'm saying her name wrong. Y'all know who I'm talking about. But anyway, I'm listening to that and I'm, and, and it's like, Dawn, do you hear what she's saying? It's like, there it is. And I mean, it hit me like, man, do, are people hearing this? Because she doesn't even know what she's doing. It just works. You know why? Because it works for everybody. I can't imagine starting my day without giving myself a, self, a, a a pep talk first. I just can't. I get it. I understand what you think about comes about. What the mind can conceive and believe you can achieve. And every day, I, I want to start with as much focus and energy as I can on winning the day. And so does Kelly Underwood. There's the magic right there. So that was really telling last week. And really, if you think about the last three sessions of this podcast, why have we done so much focus on Jesse Echol and his story? Because it's the same dang thing, guys. Success leaves clues. And you can implement and you can challenge yourself and you can make positive changes based upon wisdom of the age's principles. Or you can blame. It's up to you. Internalize or blame. That's it. That's it. It's up to you. It's all in your hands. Or well, they made me feel bad. Gaslighting. They're gaslighting me. You can live that way the rest of your life if you want. I choose not to. And I know many of you that listen to this podcast do as well. But anyway, sixth and final thing is it's real important, I think, to look for inspiration daily, people that you can encourage and and areas and stories that you can get encouragement from. I think it'll serve you well. So just to review real quick, number one, what do you really want? Number two, understand as human beings, we see things not as they are, but as we are. Number three, 
get real with the fact that repetition is the mother of learning. Number four, understand real entrepreneurs pivot. Number five, when you find the community, the right community, appreciate it, support it, participate in it, and stay with it. And number six, look for inspiration daily. Okay, guys, before I let you go, I'm just going to make you an offer that's too good not for you, for you not to take advantage of, really. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're in the process of liquidating everything, uh, a lot of stuff. I'm going to do it, piece it out. Uh, I'm not going to try to put it all, but just different, different websites and, and inventory. And I'm not going to be redoing a lot of the training that we've, we've got available now. I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to be selling out of all of our training programs and CDs and so on and so forth. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we have one of our websites that's, it's, it's generated a lot of, a lot of leads for us over the years. It's a win, win, win website. It's a great website. It's called Top M1 Training Articles. And we actually have it listed on Flippa. If you want to go check it out, it's tinyurl.com forward slash top T-O-P Flippa. It's all one word or it's all together. Tinyurl.com forward slash top Flippa. Uh, and any other website that we have, uh, it's probably going to be for sale. And if you have any interest, just let me know. But the days of the MOM success podcast, they're, they're numbered. Um, you know, I, I totally intend to come back and just do interview after interview after interview after interview after interview after interview, uh, 18 months from now or so with all our global team members, uh, talking about, you know, getting in front of the trend and, uh, what it's meant for them. Uh, so that, that will be, that will be ultimately be probably what this is down the road. But, uh, soon, and again, I haven't finalized all this in my mind. I'm going to, I'm going to start doing another podcast or I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I, I'm not going to be doing momsuccess.com as it's been very much longer. Uh, but anyway, the special for you guys, this is, I'm not going to be sending out an email about this. This is only for podcast listeners. And I'm just going to call it a special mystery box. <laughs> I don't know what else to do. I'm not that creative. Uh, but here's what I'm doing. $35 PayPal. You can send $35 PayPal. Dale T. Calvert at gmail.com. And you will have at least minimum $100 in training materials that we'll send to you. It's probably going to be a lot more than that. Honestly, like there's some books and some things. I got all kinds of really good material and I just, I just wanted to liquidate it. And there's a lot of ways I could do this, but one of the things I, I just thought of, you know, honestly, before I sit down to do the recording is I wanted to do some type of special for those of you that listen to this podcast every week. If you're outside the United States, uh, the shipping cost is going to kill me. Really, um, I mean, we did a thing last week for our team, and it was like I think it was ten dollars or something for the for the door hanger type bags, and we sent them some out of state or out of the U.S. And some of the postage was the minimum was like over twenty one dollars. So I, I got to be careful on this because I just I got to be smart as I can. I just want to get the information out to to as many people as I can. So. If you, so anyway, $35, PayPal, 
PayPal, DaleTCalvert at gmail.com, you will receive at least $100 in books, training programs, DVDs, CDs, whatever. Uh, if you live outside the United States, outside the U.S., it's 50 and you will get at least, again, you'll get your $100, but I got to be careful on the postage. I hope you'll take advantage of that. And, and also do this. Uh, if you're doing it, during, if you're listening to this podcast during the month of May this year, when you order, when you order, uh, say I want the mystery box, here's $35, I'm in the USA, here's $50, I'm outside the USA, Give us the, your shirt size, your shirt size, and I'm going to include, oh, this is going to blow up my postage too, but I'm going to include a MLMsuccess.com t-shirt uh, with your order. I'll do that. Okay, that was it, guys. I hope you've had a good week. I hope you'll take the time, internalize these six concepts. They'll make a huge impact for you. Thanks for being with me today, and uh, I'll talk to you again soon. This is Dale Calvert. Y'all have a great week. If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us. So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business, and we will be back next week with another inspiring success story, wisdom of the ages training, or answers to your questions.